Yeah. Yo, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear is a huff a puff and Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Hello and welcome to the Wolf and Owl podcast check, check. It's, te- it's quarter past seven in the morning Who knows, yeah. energy-wise, where this would go I've gone big I've, early I've, doors I've to try and compensate huh? I've hit the gym already Have you? I've already, oh my yeah. god Ten to six. Okay. Boom. Okay. Right. In, smash it, yeah. do it. Get it done. Yeah. While we're saying this, actually, there's a new guy who's come to my attention on Instagram. He's called the Swole Father or something like that. Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. He just Joey goes, Swole. go to the fucking gym. No, 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 oh, no, Oh, that no. guy, he's the like, guy that's constantly like, he's got a mug or something. Yeah, go to the fucking gym. Yeah. He is like, it's a mad thing, Instagram, and, and people who I mean, I sound old now. But, mad thing, Instagram. Posting up photos of your it? day. I don't understand it. All of this viral. Um, In the old days, mess- you used to have real friends and people that you'd meet up with. Not catching up via the interweb. It's a swole father, even a thing. <laughs> um, he, uh, But that's all he does, right? He just goes, go to the fucking... And then he does it in different scenarios. Yeah. And that's always his punchline. And some of them are quite edgy. They're quite. Uh, How do you mean? Well, like some of the impressions he does and some of the things he does what, are quite. Does he, does he do Indian? Uh, he does an African one at one point. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. On a few occasions, he does. You know, sort of people. You know, sort of might be suffering with sort of various inflictions and reasons why you wouldn't go to the gym, and they're, they're all quite. Um, yeah. He's sort of. Um, are you, sorry, is this your, are you taking this opportunity to call him out? Is that what's happening? No, I'm not calling him out. So I don't know if he listens to this, but no, I, I find it, I went in a rabbit hole of his, he came up, you know, now on Instagram, it seems like it's pushing now more people yeah. that you don't follow. I, like, I think it's know. called an algorithm. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> so it pings, pings, he's been, basically been coming up on my thing. So I started looking into who he is, why is he, you know, and I start then, I must have watched about 150 of his videos. Just video after video. So you were you you found it edgy and horrible, and you watched 150 of them. Yeah, because like it's like in like rubber necking or whatever called brass necking. Yeah, I, on a, on a motorway, I was like so appalled. Not but brass necking. Up... It is rubber necking. Is it Bra- rubber necking? Yeah, if you're in a situation where you want to turn to look at an accident, a brass neck is the last thing you need. Right, this is the thing. Right, the other day I was in the car with someone, and I said, "Oh, I'm rubber necking," and he said, "No, you're brass necking." So I think brass necking is when you're staring, right? And rubber necking is when you're turning. No, brass necking is when, like, hold on, let me look this up. I'm pretty sure brass necking is when you're, like, completely infallible. Like, you don't give a shit, isn't it? Brass neck. Meaning. Who was your mate, by the way? I don't name them, actually. I know you like to. <laughs> uh, is it bad to name people, by the way? Because you're my sort of stand-up mentor. Uh, is it bad to name pe- actually met, um, name people on stage if you're doing a joke about them? Well, you do it on the podcast, and that goes on to the interweb. So I don't know how saying yeah. it on stage. What my question to you would be: Why do you need to name them? I just think for the context of the story. Yeah, but what? Why? What you just say is a person I know. Why do you have to name them? I, I, number one, I find names set a story. I, I like the. I like yeah, the they use do of a name. In a, in, a, in a court of law, they do. In a witness statement, they do. I don't know if yeah. they do in a, in a joke. Yeah, but in a joke, I, sometimes I like the thought, like, if I'm listening to stand-up or I'm listening to something, say a friend of mine, I always think, oh, who's this friend? Sometimes I like the idea of, what's, it, what's their name? What are they all about? Like, yeah, I, 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 would say, like I would say you're almost alone in that. Really? No, no, most people that go to stand-up don't go, there's a funny story about this guy's mate, but I'd really like to know sort of an identity so I can, you know, who cares? Oh, I'd, I'd be interested to say... Maybe we'll do like a viewers poll or something. We'll get JT on it to say. Yeah, it's, it's interesting think. to do a viewers poll on a podcast. <laughs> but yeah, we can do that if you want. A listeners poll. <laughs> I'll tell you something. 
What? Monday mornings might be the sharp rum time. <laughs> well, listen, I'm wondering when you're going to mention the fact that it's my fucking birthday today. What? Is it your birthday? Yes. Right, hold up. This, I didn't know it was your birthday. Well, I told you I was going out for a birthday dinner last night. So it's either yeah, yesterday or I didn't know whose birthday dinner. What? I didn't know whose birthday dinner. You know, I've turned, today I turned 51. <laughs> it's your birthday. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I, I feel all kinds of bad. All right, well, for a start, I want every listener now. Wherever you are, and all the viewers, and all the viewers as well, please. All the viewers get. Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to the Owl Stroke Romish Ranganathan! Happy birthday to you! Thank you. I woke up this morning and Lisa said, um, "Lisa said happy birthday." I said thanks so much, and she goes, uh, "What do you want to do?" And I said, "Do you know what? I want to start my birthday doing my favourite thing possible." And just as she started to smile, I said, I'm off to do the podcast. <laughs> well, I had no idea. Is that why you shake your beard all like that? No, no. I'm really upset about this, to be honest with you. Mate, I, I like it. You know what? Your jawline looks incredible. Basically, I got back from Korea on Saturday. It's quite frustrating. I've been in Korea all last week, and I can't really talk about it too much because... Obviously, it's coming out in the show, Robin Romish versus... Yeah. I don't even know if I'm allowed to announce this, but I'm going to. Robin Romish versus K-pop. Yeah. And um, and then I got home, and like a couple of guys had taken photos with us. We had to stop off at Abu Dhabi Airport on the way back. Right. Didn't have to. Well, we did have to. And um, a couple of guys took photos. And in the photos, I just thought, my beard looks... It, You know, like that thin line between... There's a thin line between a beard looking styled and looking just like you've been yeah, out in yeah. the garden for a few weeks, right? So yeah. I came home and I said to Lisa, I'm going to trim this, it's doing my nut. She goes, all right. And then without checking, I just set the clippers to something I thought would be a good length and took one big swipe through. It was so mad. Wow. Yeah, yeah I had to finish it off, basically. That, that, now that's what you're looking at now, some sort of George Michael tribute act thing I've got going oh, on. You have got like a sort of 90s pop star sort of, especially with the sunglasses on indoors as well. Like, I was about to go out, kind of, in my defence. I, so I posted this photo on Instagram because basically um, I was wearing a hoodie, cap and sunglasses and yeah. Lisa and the kids started making a comment that it was a bit tragic. <laughs> and um, so I just put the photo I just put the photo I, I, You know what? I, I looked at it and thought it looks cool. But if you were to say that you were releasing like an album of sort of like R&B sort of 90s sounds, yeah. that wouldn't have shot me off. Yeah, if the caption was like, Romesh, um, just to let you know, I'm leaving stand-up. Uh, I'll still be doing the podcast, but it'd be much more of an R&B vibe. But yeah, I'm bringing out my album, uh, Emotions and Memories. Uh, Do You Wanna Fuck? My look at the moment is very much with like a redneck kind of vibe with this moustache. Mm. You're loving the neck stuff today, aren't you? Just by the way, uh, brass neck. (laughs) If somebody's described as having a brass neck, it means that they're confident and say or do what they want, but doesn't understand their behaviour might be unacceptable to others. Oh, we were just talking about that before yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Um, right. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we should, uh, honestly, one day, like, on the day that we decide to end this podcast and our careers forever, like, on our, I, I would love to think that you and I retire on the same day, right? It'd be great. Actually, you, you and I move <laughs> towards this final date that we go, we're not going to do anything more after this. And they do the final <laughs> podcast, and then we just release all the recordings of the little 10-minute bits from before we actually <laughs> put the podcast out. Um. Talking about that then, brass necking. Do you know what I've I've got weirdly like as an like it's like an addict kind of vibe. What I've got back into maths Australia. Um, oh, okay, okay. The new series and brass necking is something that features very heavily in that. Oh, really? I'd say so. They talk about they, brass necking a lot, but at the beginning of this podcast, you didn't know what brass necking was. So you've been no. sat, you've been watching. You you are one of the few viewers that's been out of their depth watching Married at First Sight Australia. <laughs> like they've no, been going, oh, you got a bit of a brass neck, mate. Go, oh, no, I didn't realise there's a car accident nearby. What's going on? <laughs> the, um, no, but people on there, there's, I think, some of the worst behaviour I've ever seen on television. Oh, my God. Listen, you've got yourself into trouble for this in the past. Okay. No, but I would say now, there's two men on there, I think, uh, at... Just the work. They, honestly, it makes you ashamed to be a man. They're awful human beings. Um, okay. 
I've got a lot to, to ask you about this, but let's start with the uh, the surface facts. No, no, I don't want their names. What? <laughs> I'll throw these two under the bus. What is it about their behaviour? Okay, I let, we might as well like, name them. What, who are Shannon they? Shannon and Harrison. Okay, two two dudes, right? And what, but, is yeah, it, yeah. what is it that they're doing that's pissing you off so much? Number one of it, that one's gone in and he's basically... One's gone A-in? One's gone in. Oh, right. This is my accent. Don't jump on that, brother. <laughs> one's gone in. Also, I've got his blooming Invisalign in. Yeah. I've, I tried to gig in the other day, Invisalign, mm. with your... You telling me, oh, it's, you can gig in them. And don't... All don't feet... oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, what's your fucking tone, okay? Because as you're starting to say that, I can see you revving up. And obviously you've got an issue with this, but just fucking no, no, you, slow your roll. It's my I, birthday. I spoke to you and you said, yeah, I know it's your birthday. And I'm, no, yeah, so just don't come You've lent into the camera. You've obviously It's obviously something that you've wanted to talk to me about for a little bit. I've been away. So go on, let's hear it. But just stay calm, all right? Well, stay okay. calm. I'm not going to do the voice. This is your birthday. I'm going to do a new voice. No, do, no, do the voice if you want. No, 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 I'm going to do a no, new I'm voice. This is the birthday bir- voice. Okay, go on, go Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Listen, Invisalign are real cool, man. You can wear them when you're on stage and it makes you sound just the same as you usually sound. I wore them. I had a lisp. It's like my, my mouth couldn't contain my teeth and my tongue was too big for my mouth. I was like lisping yeah, all the time. And what did the Invisalign do? <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. you know, actually, they might be my new favourite Rob. And it's sad that we only get to see him once a year. Birthday Rob. <laughs> We found a we found a new type of rom. He only raises his head from the shadows once a year. He's like the groundhog. I, I get the idea that you came running to this podcast like Kevin McAllister when he finds <laughs> out that his parents and family have disappeared in Home Alone. <laughs> right. Okay. What's the problem? What's the problem? Because I think I can help case, you. The case of Sha- Shannon. Oh, we're doing a Invisalign, or yeah, yeah. No, let me just help with the Invisalign, then we'll get back to Shannon. Yeah. And yeah. So I, now I'm just going to take him out. Stand up. Okay. Can I can I tell you something? Can I, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Uh, the truth is, is that uh, you get used to it. So it's up to you because you can. So uh, full disclosure, some days I wear them and I do, when I do the gig, when I just think I'll be fine. And other days I'll take them out. It doesn't matter what you do, how long you're doing on stage, like an hour, hour and a half or whatever. It doesn't matter. But like... It's up to you. But what I would say is I, I totally relate to, and I, I apologise. I'm going to say this now. I apologise. Wow. If I wasn't wow. clear enough about that, you can wear them on stage, but it does take a little bit of adjustment. And also, your lisp or your... Because the other thing that I found was like when you first put them in, you feel like you're like a millisecond off timing-wise yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're conscious of them. and But the audience won't know that. Yeah. It's, it's fine. So you know, it's like, just, birthday Robin could be a really good prime minister. Oh, thank you. Like you're, you're diplomatic, you're chilled, but you've got a little bit of assertiveness. This is what assertiveness. Yeah. And you know what? If it wasn't my birthday, I'd absolutely fucking rinse you for that. <laughs> but it's my birthday, and I'll say to you, it's a tough word to say, especially with Invisalign. In. Uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Commendable. Yeah. You're empathetic. Yeah. And a little bit unpathetic. Like your patheticness is completely <laughs> reduced. Uh, maybe this might just be now you're 47. You're like, oh, fuck. Oh. Right, let me get back to the Yeah, picture. so Shannon and what's it? Shannon and Harrison. And Harrison. Yeah. So Shannon has uh, basically gone in there when he's still got feelings for his ex. Mm. And the way he speaks to the woman that he's been married to in the show in the last episode I watched, which is Friday's episode. Mm. Like was, I've like, I've never on TV witnessed someone like it was just horrible. Like, like genuinely. No, what, what though? What happened? He basically turns around to her and says, I, I think you might be an attractive sort of girl, but I don't find you that attractive. Oh. Um, I was hoping when I was getting married on this show that I'd be blown away by whoever came. He's, you know, I, I was hoping that I'd be blown away by whoever came down the aisle and then I turned around and saw you and I was you know, slightly disappointed. The way he talked to her. and then when she, How did she take that? Because it's like... That she just like sat the... there completely dumbfounded. She was literally like... It was horrible to watch. Then she went out and talked to the camera crew and Cro- Was she crying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. really so- sobbing. That's like the worst fucking thing that somebody yeah. said to. 
And then she went out. She basically got herself together, was very assertive, went back to him. But when she went, I need to talk to you, he went, oh, here we go. And I was like, God. and then and she said, no, I need to say my piece. And he went, oh, my God, all right, miss, all right, teacher, all right, dad. It was so oh like, you know, when you're just like, oh, my days. You're not, you're like, you're, you're, you're everything that's like, just, you know, when you're like, you're on TV, bro. Like, even like, like, this is the worst part of a human I've seen. And you're yeah. on TV showing that. And like, so you think, all right, he's, he's a dickhead in this piece. And then there's a guy, Harrison, who, I mean, it, look, I, I watched that show and it, I enjoy that show. You know, I think it's a, I think it, uh, you know, as a social sort of comment and different behaviour, it's quite interesting to watch. But some of it, I'm like, this is just gaslighting. Like, it's pure gaslighting. It's What was he doing? Like, abhorrent. He, like, the way he sort of basically acts like an absolute prick to his missus and then somehow turns it round on her and then started throwing other guys under the... Like, he basically got a number of another girl in a bar and was telling, showing off about it. But then someone else, one of the other women overheard, thought it was another guy, this quite sweet guy, Dan. So he threw Dan under the bus saying it was Dan who got the number. And oh, my Dan's, God. Mate, it, like, genuinely... Um, here's a question for you. Yeah. That all sounds horrible. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. Um... Do you, do, do you think these guys were well, two possible theories? One, are they being told by production to behave like that or being encouraged by production to behave like that? No, yeah, so my answer to that is yeah. that's in you or it's not. You could, like, that's, no, I think that's them. I, th- I think there's an element of it being this is how I get noticed and I think that they want to be big shots on that. But I don't, and I think it's a, it's a deeper problem if I'm going to get into that sort of, I, I think the problem is now that that sort of going onto a reality show and, and, and acting like that, and, and I don't think it happens as much over here, I think, because of things that we've been through, you know, with, with certain shows. I, but I don't think, I don't think we have it to that level. I, I wouldn't like to think, you know, from what I can think of, you know, but I think people go and I don't think about the long-term effect, long-term yeah, effect yeah, of but, going on to something yeah, but that's and what, acting like that. But that's my question. So they go on, right, and like... Bearing in mind, you and I both know because whatever you, we've got into TV gradually, and um, you you have an awareness of what the re- repercussions are because we both made mistakes. I'm sure I've said stuff on interviews and stuff like that that I've been absolutely yeah. fucking rinsed for, and then you realise that this stuff, like gradually as you go on, the truth is you become less and less interested because you become you become more paranoid about what you're going to get picked up on. We did a thing with we did a Robin Romesh with Andy Murray. And you know, like Andy Murray is like so such a funny bloke, like got such a great sense of humour. Yeah. And then you know, he had, for ages he had this reputation of um of being boring or being really dour or whatever. Partly because of his yeah. voice, but partly because of how he was in interviews. I remember him saying like because he did interviews early on and he was like just himself, and he'd get hammered for it. And then he goes, and then I just decided I'm just going to talk about the tennis and not say anything else. Like he basically trained himself to be like that. Anyway, the point yeah. I'm trying to make is. These guys are just going on to TV for the first ever time. They're not TV people, right? They're not being media trained. And they go on. I'm just putting a hypothesis. By the way, I don't even know if I believe this. I'm just sort of like putting it across. And then the producers go to them. Oh, you know, like everybody knows it's kind of panto. It's obviously not real. And, you know, da, 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 da. And these moments make for good. You know, and if you say, if you think of something that you think is funny or or spiky to say, just say it. Because people know. People know it's entertainment. And then you get yourself into a thing where I'm not saying it's right. But I'm saying, no, 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 is there no, a world no, no. in which you could see that they would be lured into no, doing uh, see, I think that's a, I think it's a valid point. And I think there's probably an element of, like, look, we both work in the business, yeah. you know, that production are, and, and there's going to be people behind the scenes trying to push certain elements to make it watchable. So I think this this sort of behaviour is, number one, I think there's an element of it with, I was going to say youth, but they're both like 31, 32. So no, it's not an excuse. I, I, I personally think that that's just who they are. I think that that, that, Certainly in the case of Harrison, I think he's just, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just a bit naive because I sort of, you know, I, I just thought that sort of behaviour had sort of, we were sort of eradicating that sort mm. of toxic masculinity. Mm. And, it, you know, and I know that there's always, you know, people, when you watch it happen and you're sitting there watching it on television, I think it's such a horrible thing to watch that that sort of, that power that someone can can have in a relationship that just makes someone else feel utterly shit. It's just, yeah. It's a horrible thing to have to sit and and, 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 and watch. I think 
Then there's a part of me that I said to Catherine last night, I'm not. So then after that, I watched Race Around the World. Have you seen, have you watched that? No. Incredible. Mate, yeah. you should go and watch that. It's, and, and that's positive. It's a positive show. It's about relationships. It's about people's, you know, set a challenge. And, you know, as a partnership, can you do it? It's a brilliant show. Whereas maths, I'm like, yeah, I find it a really yeah, difficult watch. I, I'm going to, the thing is, uh, by the way, I totally agree with you. And also, you know, there's lots, the truth is that sort of stuff shouldn't be portrayed on TV and it shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't be allowed that that sort of, not celebrated, but there's a, plat, a platform, whatever you want to call it, for people behaving like that. But when I, when you sort of talk like that, I do think to myself sometimes, and this is a really difficult thing to say, but like, I, I, I sometimes, <sighs> You feel like when you're in arguments or whatever, you fall out or something. So, sometimes I, I've not been proud of. I've never spoken to Lisa in a bad way. I've never I've never called her a name. I've never said anything bad. But sometimes, like I like, you know, you you sort of can be a bit childish, can't you? Do you know I mean, do you ever find that like yeah, like sometimes of course. Yeah, like, like you sort of you sort of react in a way, and then I think later on, not that I've ever listen. Like, I'm just being absolutely crystal clear. I've not been abusive. I've not shouted. I don't raise my voice yeah. or anything like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying that, like, sometimes you just sort of go, I probably made more of a meal of that than I should have done because in the moment I wanted to feel vindicated. Do you know what I mean? It's like you sort of go, I thought that was really out of order what you did there. I thought it was bang out of And actually, in reality, it wasn't out of order. And it, it, if you take a moment to put yourself in that person's shoes, you can understand how that happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, you suddenly yeah, realise yeah, yeah. that. Look, that, I think, right, people are going to argue. I argue with Catherine. Like, me and Catherine are both fiery people. We argue with, yeah. you know. That's one thing. That's that's just human, you know, human nature. But if you're, it's hard to explain without seeing, like, what sitting watching those episodes. But that element of turning around someone when you've done loads of stuff wrong, like yeah. in both the cat, both both these cases, both of them turn to the women they're in a relationship to say that they think they're unattractive and they're not sexually attracted to them after having sex with them, and then basically turning around and then saying, uh, them being quite horrible to them and being quite dismissive of them, and then when. The, but in both occasions, the, the wives in the situation sort of went actually you now and tried to sort of have a conversation about it. They were like, you know, when are you going to apologise? When are you going to say, you know, that you're wrong? And it's like, that's, that's a different thing. Yeah. That's completely different. Because in both accounts, the ladies haven't done anything wrong. It's these two, you know, like I say, I'm not a perfect human being. As a younger man, I sort of like, was an idiot at times. I sort mm. of, you know, was juvenile. But you have to sort of, when you get to 34, 32 to 35 to 40, you've got to at some point start take, taking stock of the mistakes you make and going, yeah. all right, actually, in society, it's going to work a lot better if I become a, a nicer human being. I mean, this is getting very deep very early. Really but, deep, isn't it? Yeah, it, it stuck really with me. Really uh, I, I think I'm going to, it's going to set the tone for my day. I'm going to be sat by Lisa, she's going to go, why are you looking off into the, the middle distance like that in such a ponderous way? Oh, you know, just thinking about relationships and taking ownership of your mistakes and stuff like that. And she goes, are you all right? You're having a bit of a, are you a bit worried about it's getting older? It's a podcast older? today. It's a podcast. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's very nice moments in maths as well. So I just mm. say that. So mm. there's, there's very mm. sweet moments that just make you smile and you can sort of, you know, I wouldn't watch it today on your birthday. I'd say that, you know, watch one of your Marvel movies or sort of, you know, getting your, I don't know, Barney Rubble slippers and watch a movie or something. I watched um I watched Free Guy again yesterday, which I've watched before with Ryan Reynolds. Any good? Uh, I, yeah. For I mean, for what it is, yeah, I would say like the kids loved it. It's like this guy that's uh, he's an NPC. Do you know what an NPC is? No. It's a uh, like a computer controlled character in a game. You know, like you know when you right. play a game and they wander around in the background. Oh, well, like Grand Theft Auto, the nobody. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. That's the whole crux of the film there. Are those people nobodies? Uh, so the whole game oh, is right. like this guy that sort of has a moment of self-awareness. And then that is kind of the journey of that. It's like, it's, it's a comedy. It's like an action comedy. Is it funny? Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Taika, Wahid, Taika Waititi's in it as the guy that creates the game. Oh, wow. But Ryan Reynolds is just effortlessly charming, isn't he? I, I found myself yeah. sitting there watching it feeling really jealous. Do you know what I mean? That he's just got... I, I, yeah, he's charming, but he's also like, I can never quite... He's really funny as well, and he's just, yeah, he's just so watchable, but I can't sometimes work out exactly what he does. No, I mean, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, he's one of the most watchable human beings I on know. television. He, but he's just got it, hasn't he? You well, know, like, yeah, I think yeah. you've talked about it before, where, like, you just meet somebody. I think you had it with uh, Timothy Chalamet, where, like, you just yeah. go, 
these people were always going to be stuck. They've just got an aura yeah, yeah, about yeah. them. And like, they've got something about them that makes them watchable. Like you could- Wasn't he on Disney as a kid? He was on a Disney channel. He Wasn't he in Two Guys in a Pizza Place? Have I just made this up? I swear he was, uh, um, was that Ryan Gosling? No, was it him and Ryan Gosling I'm thinking of for a Disney show? Jesus, movie? that's a hell of a show, whatever that was. What's Ryan Gosling's amazing as well, oh, man? Oh, my God. But, like, but that's what I mean, though. Those guys, like you, you and I, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from these people, though, because it sounds like I am. But you and I could go and... Well, actually, not you, Tom. I would consider, acting-wise, you and I are not in the same... We're not in even the same stratosphere. No, 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 no. But, like, no, but no. I, I think that there's some... Like, I could go in and do exactly the same thing as Ryan Reynolds in Free Guy, right? Like, uh, you know, yeah. just theorise that I was able uh, to... Can do... I just say, by the way, before... Knowing the premise of Full Guy, arguably, I think it's a better movie with you as Full Guy. <laughs> it's Free Guy, but yeah, I'll tell you for Yeah, Free Guy, sorry. But uh, arguably, I think... My only, my only thing when I read that as a movie, and I remember looking at it, was Ryan Reynolds felt too too charismatic to be that guy. I know it sounds harsh, but actually, if that had been you or Zach Karafinakis or someone who because felt I'm a less little charismatic, bit more like, mate, yeah, I think a hundred. Maybe 100% of the population are less charismatic than Ryan Reynolds. I wouldn't get too prissy on your birthday. No, about no, that. no. I'm not I mean, gonna... I can tell you as it's your birthday that you're as charismatic as Ryan Reynolds, but I don't think it's no, fair but, to lie to you. No, listen, I'm not saying I'm as charismatic as Ryan Reynolds, but I'm boiling down what you're saying as what you're saying is first of all, you started off as a compliment. Romesh, I think the film would be much better with you in it. And then you went on your supporting arguments because Ryan Reynolds has got too much charisma. You can understand why I slightly bristled. No, but Free Guy would have, for me, right, been a better thing if you, the opening bit had been you sort of like coming out of a coffee shop like in Grand Theft Auto. I don't know how it works. And sort of like there's a car robbery or something really big happens. You drop your coffee and go, oh, I've been looking forward to that soy latte. And that, like, that had been the opening of the movie, So you, right? could, you couldn't even keep up not doing that voice for the whole episode on my birthday, no? No, that, that, I had to use it for that situation, right? In Free Guy, I genuinely think it would have been a better movie with you in it. Thanks, man. That's really I, kind of you. Like you or, um, what's the guy glasses out of The Hangover? Ed? Ed, oh, I know who you're talking about. Ed? Ed Helms. Ed Helms, yeah. 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 Like, that's exactly who I think of when I think of that sort of person. I was watching, um, as I always do, I think we've talked about this, but like, you know, I talked to you about putting on white noise and stuff like that in the background or music or whatever. Yeah. Loads, by the way, can I say thank you to loads of people have emailed in with suggestions for white noise. There's like white noise apps and stuff like that. So thank you to everybody that sent right. that in. But one of the things I do when I'm away is I have the American office on in the background, right? Because I've watched oh, it because I've watched it so much yeah. that there's something like if you're away and you're feeling a bit like you're in a, a, a weird time zone, you're feeling a bit janky. It's not a weird time zone. It's normal for them. All right. Don't cancel me. Yeah. But like if you're in a different time zone, you you put that on as like a comfort thing. You're away from home or whatever. Um, Ed Helms's character arc in that is unbelievable. It's amazing. It's, it's, it is unbelievable, man. Like what he—he—he's he's my favorite, and also he's got some of the best lines yeah. ever, and he's so deep in it as well, mate. It's that—they're so like because the thing is about that show. I mean, I could talk. We could, this could be an American Office podcast, to be honest with you. But yeah, I, I the, the thing about that show is they're all cartoon characters, right? They're all of them are yeah. cartoon characters, but the depth and nuance beneath all of that is just unreal man it's incredible and all of the soppy bit you're not the soppy bits but the sweet bits they're never too saccharine yeah. they're never too much it's just you know you know the joyous thing of it is and why they can be cartoon characters and this is it's because they're on tv right and that's how people behave yeah. this is what you've done is a brilliant callback to what your point was earlier about maths yeah it really was yeah that's what i was doing that's what i was doing yeah yeah, yeah. You, you're yeah, just going back to Gosling versus Reynolds, mm. right? I do think sometimes if you're in that Hollywood clique, right, and you're in a WhatsApp group and everyone's going out on the piss and you get a text saying Ryan's coming, right, it's a much different night, isn't it, if Ryan Reynolds turns up from Ryan Gosling? <laughs> I think if you're kind of hoping out, if Reynolds rocks up, yeah. you're like, oh, this is good. If, but if you, you, you get your head into the game thinking, oh, fucking tonight's going to be hell of a night, you know, Leo's out, Brad, Jennifer Lawrence... Ryan's coming. I oh, fucking can't wait for that. And Gosling turns up. He's saying he'd be disappointed Gosling, that Ryan Gosling turned up. I no, I like Ryan Gosling's work. I just feel Ryan Gosling would be a you, different you'd energy. Be trying to swerve, getting stuck in the corner with Ryan Gosling over Ryan. Ryan Reynolds, I think, turns up. You know, it's you know the night turns into. A I think of days. I think you'd struggle with Ryan Reynolds turning up. Shall I be honest really? with you? Yeah, I could imagine there's a party 
And you're like doing your usual thing of being life and soul center of the thing, just like telling your jokes and cracking your <laughs> anecdotes. And like, have I told you about this potpourri thing? I mean, like everybody's laughing and cracking up. You're having a great time. Everyone's going, oh my God, Tom, you're, Jesus, man, I've got to invite you to everything. You're so funny. That's just what, listen, I'm not trying to be funny. It's just who I am, right? And then they go, Ryan's turning up and you go, Everyone, Ryan's turning up to the party and go, is he? Oh, well, that'd be nice to be another member of the audience. Well, Gozzers. Another, another member of the audience for my witty repartee. <laughs> then Ryan Reynolds turns up and he's just absolutely fucking smashing it. Comes out, hey guys, did somebody order a party? Everyone's like, oh my <laughs> God, start cracking up. I could just see, imagine you just fucking grabbing Doing a tra- that thing where, dude, I'm laughing, but not with my eyes. <laughs> Then eventually, so where's Tom gone? You just sat in the corner of the room with a tray full of volivants you got from one of the serving <laughs> stuff, just eating it on your own. Drinking out of a quart of beer, a quart of lager. Just somebody comes up, you're right, like, Tom. And then Reynolds, but Reynolds being Reynolds would come over and go, hey, man, you okay? You want, you know, you want to get over there and tell one of your funny stories? <laughs> and then I, at, I, at, I at, the, at the end of the party, fucking tease you up for one, just to have a moment back in the sun. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, also, by the way, that, yeah. the tee-up in a story situation when someone tries to save you, yeah. I don't think there's a worse place to... Like, that is where... <laughs> nothing is ever as good could come from that. Mate, it's, happened, it's, fucking, you do, it's happened to me on panel shows. <laughs> mate, it's happened on panel shows, chat shows, whatever, you, the radio. If someone's looking at you going, he's having a mare here, no, one, he, no one's going to remember he was at this, remember he was at this party. I know. Line him up for the potpourri story. He's got that. And then you start it wrong. And then... You know that's my overwhelming fear still of stand up. What's that? Just, just, just like starting, but then not being in the mix, and then just it all just. Oh mate, up. it's it's like you're in the middle of a work in progress tour, right? I've just started writing oh. my new tour show, and the light, the the margin for error between a story absolutely flying and just fucking going for almost nothing is so slim. It's so. It's- like you get when you're trying out the new material, obviously by the time you get to tour, you know how to do it, right? You've got it like yeah. nailed. But that when you're playing around with it, a routine that could absolutely smash one night. Yeah. You do the next night, and for no apparent reason, just because you've your takeoff has been slightly different, you fuck it completely. And you can't understand what's happened. Like you're sort of in it going, Wait, What have I done? I did three shows last week. Two of them a story that I've got smashed it. Yeah. Third night. <laughs> I slightly sort of set about in a bit of a different way and it was, oh my God. Yeah. Just, this is, let me rattle through this as quick as, because you, then you just lose all faith. Yeah, 100%. And actually, arguably, it's easier on stage in a work in progress than it is in a house party with someone who's lined you up and gone, oh mate, that's the funniest story I've ever heard. Tell, also, by the way, do you know how many people say that? Say what? This is the best one. This is the best one. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've been in conversations, and I've noticed it quite a lot recently. You're chatting to people and go, they'll tell you a story, tell you another story, and go, oh, no, no, best one is this one, best one's this one. And then you have to sort of listen to it and try and give a bigger reaction because this is their best bit. And you feel like, going, you know what, the second or the, arguably the first story was a lot yeah, better. Do you know what? Third. I'd like to hear some of the other ones and make my own judgment on whether this is the best one, actually. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm quite happy with three stories. I don't need to, need to listen to seven and then vote, vote on which one I... Thinks the best one. Yeah, I, I, sometimes people do stuff in conversations that I can't actually believe the level of confidence. Do you know what I mean? Like in a group setting where somebody goes, "Here's one. Uh, where would you go on holiday if it was the last opportunity you could you could ever have to go away?" Right? Oh. Like, like people do a conversation stuff. The the guts on that, I I find it remar. I find it yeah, amazing, yeah, yeah. man. Like I I, yeah. I I couldn't ever do that. Like that, just the fear of tumbleweed going. Why? Why are you suge- why are you suggesting that? This isn't whose line is it anyway? What are you doing? What are no, you doing? No, but me and you couldn't do that because it would feel like the start of a bit. Because <laughs> you could you couldn't start with that and then just have something funny to say no. funny observation. Because <laughs> it would feel like you 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 yeah. anyone who's doing that's got a funny answer to it. Yeah, it's like when people go, "What would your last meal be if you were going to get killed? If you were you know, your last meal yeah. in prison going to be?" I think mine would be shit because I'd really want to die. <laughs> Also, I would have a shit meal if that was me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I wouldn't. Yeah, you want to go out and say shit. You wouldn't want to go out going like, you know. Also, if you're about to die, how much thought are you giving into what you're going to eat? Mm. Surely, you, like, there's a bit of sitting there thinking about repercussions. Maybe you could have taken your life a different way. Yeah. If someone goes and goes, you can have any meal you want. You're not going to go. Oh, actually, you know what? Going out with a bit of a bang. Um, 
I, I'm sh- you're surely going, oh, well, this is the end. Yeah. It doesn't really matter, does I'm it? I'm starting to feel like you brought up this topic because you had something funny to say about it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll tell you something, brother. <laughs> I wish I could spend a whole day with you now. <laughs> Birthday wrong. Yeah. It's like you're like a, an episode of The Simpsons with Homer, where he's just like he becomes a different beast on his birthday. I bet like the kids are literally all hanging outside the door of the studio, aren't they? They're all, and Lisa, Lisa's like that, walking around going, "What's his birthday?" You know, he's happy on his birthday. Theo, if you need some new trainers, today's the day to ask. The fucking then your neighbours are like, oh, is it Robert's birthday? Yeah, just they're all just queuing up at the door. We thought we we thought we talked to him on the twenty four hours that he's actually not a miserable fucking prick. That must be Robert's birthday next year. I can hear sort of a nice whistle. Yeah, it sounds like the kids are happy. The dogs aren't whimpering. <laughs> Look at Alex running around in Charlotte. Must be Robert's birthday. That's unusual. The sun to be out at this time on a March morning. <laughs> Oh, God. Right, should we need some emails, my guy? <coughs> Christ, you've got to go soon. We've only got time for a couple, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, Tom's got to go soon, not because he's got more... Imp- well, he's, he's not got more important things to do, but... He's- I have... It's not more... But nothing's more important than this, mm. but I have... Uh, I've got a... Uh, yeah, I've got a costume fitting. Uh, okay. Uh, this is from the Peregrine Falcon. Hello, Wolf Allen, wow. the Swan. I know. Thanks for this week's episode. It was so great to hear these stories. It reminded me of a few instances when I was younger. One of them was on the last day of school when I was a kid. I ran across the road without looking. I was hit by a neighbour. They totally freaked out and made me stay on the ground while they were trying to figure out how to get me help. So the next car coming to the scene was a police cruiser. The officer steps out and it's my dad. What? Instead of waiting for an ambulance, he picks me up and sets me in the front seat and rushes me to hospital. Lights and siren on. Uh, Now, the next thing you need to know is that I was totally fine and I just... Wanted to get home for my birthday party. Oh, I know the feeling. So the rest of the ride to the hospital, my dad starts grilling me about why I got hit. Did I look? Who was with me? If it had been an interrogation, it's basically what I sat through. Uh, and by the time we got to the hospital, I wasn't sure if I was in trouble or not. And my kids love this story, and sometimes I hear them sharing it. I find it really weird that they share my stories instead of their own. Do you ever have this in your lives, and how do you deal with it? God, that took a left turn, didn't it? Uh, from the con- Canadian contingent, Peregrine Falcon. Well, Tom, do you want to own up that the Popuri story wasn't actually yours? <laughs> That's the full time you mentioned the Popery story today. I, t- I bet you've been telling that while you've been in career. No, do you again. know what? It's somebody came up to me. The reason I'm mentioning it is, f- first of all, I love that story, as you know. Yeah. Uh, I think somebody mentioned it to me, uh, 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 Abu Dhabi, because like, they listen to The oh, Wolf really? for Now. And wow. uh, that's their favourite story. So that's why it's popped into my head. Well, yeah, well I'm yeah, saying it's a compliment. It's one of like, my favourite comedic moments. Yeah. Catherine will sometimes... Bust one of my stories, and and yeah, yeah, it's not. I, I always think it's a compliment when you hear sort of. It's it's a sweet thing, isn't it? Mm. So it's it's you know like um, it was a Hollywood movie with someone like Ryan Reynolds probably because you know you it's that nice moment you're coming through a door and you hear someone sort of saying a story of something you've been through and you just hold just for that few seconds just to hear the punchline and you sort of look at an old grandfather clock and give give it a wink and then just sort of walk into the why room. Are and go, at well, a, you, why are you winking at a grandfather clock? <laughs> no, I just think grandfather clocks always sort of like for me just holding the steam of all the clocks. They're the clock. If you're gonna wink and nod at any clock, that would be a grandfather clock. Okay. You know, it's it's like almost like it's like old father time, isn't it? It's just looking at him and going, hmm, that one still works. Sort of like just to sort of smile. Like that Hollywood doesn't have that smile and wink as much as it used to anyway. As like, you know, that sort it's of like, you know, the night. No. <laughs> no, like, that sort of smile and knowing wink of sort of like yeah, you know, very sort of like... Yeah, but you're know. doing a knowing wink to a clock. Yeah, I, I, I always just think... Hmm. I mean, if there was a dog there, you might do it to yeah. that. Yeah, or something alive right. that actually recognises... Yeah, but also, the clock stands for so much. Time has always been here, Ron. That's the one thing you don't understand. Well, like, I mean, I don't even think that's true. Is it time something we've made up? What? No, we didn't make it. Time, time is one of the things that when we first got... Like Adam and Eve or whoever here, whatever you believe, mm-hmm. right... Whoever the first settlers were, I'm not going to get into this. Adam and Eve. The argument. Yeah, the first settlers, Adam and Eve. Yeah, go on. Right. When they first got it, there was a list of things that were like they had to set in premise, right? Okay. One of them was time. Okay. Like, yeah. And then they had the... Um, so arguably, like the first dog. thing that they discovered was lists. <laughs> yeah, well, no. They had an idea of like, okay. Yeah. Uh, wow, like, fucking hell. Oh, no, what's going on? 
Like, it's getting darker. Yeah. And then in their heads, they're like, they oh, settled in. Up. They settled in South London, did they? <laughs> this is, like, this just seems to be happening, like, every, you know, all the, all the time. And it's like, what the bloody hell is time? And then that sort of... That's became... how time came about. So they said the word. What's that? Yeah. Hold on. What's that? Say that's that again. Say that again. Started. Say that again. Time? Yeah. Well, what does that even mean? It's like, well, this... I don't know. It just sounds right. And I just think that that was like one of the things. It's like, look, we seem to be in sort of something of a cycle where it goes from like it's really like dark, and then it cuts light, then it's dark, and then that's how time was invented. Do you know um, what I think you should do is if you ever decide to abandon your kind of current like direction in stand up, is you should yeah. just turn up and like just do a history lecture, right? And like just your history lecture, and you go, what do you want to? And you could take a suggestion from the audience. What do you want me to explain? And they go, can you talk about cavemen? And then you just go into it for an hour. I would. I would cavemen I would, come after the cave, cavemen came after Adam and Eve, right? I don't. Th I don't believe that cavemen and Adam and Eve are uh, actually compatible as theories. Is my understanding? Well, yeah, but someone's got to have been here. Look, whoever you think it is, whoever's sort of like the well, first Adam people on this. Yeah, yeah, sure. But what I'm saying is, like, cavemen are like. I, look, I'm not 100 percent about Adam and Eve because of all the snake stuff and the apple. I don't like. I'm not. That's what that throws you off. Yeah, I mean, it all, you know, yeah, because I don't believe that, like, you know, number one, if someone tells you don't eat that, like, you, I, and everyone's like, oh, you know, well, people are going to do it, I think, I think they'll be a bit more cautious than that. If it was so, only the so the bit them. from the Adam and Eve, the apple and the snake bit that you don't buy is them eating something after being told not to, and you don't have an issue with the talking snake. Mate, no, I mean, the talking snake, I think, is slightly obviously throws you off because we've never seen one since. But also, I mean, if you're going to start believing in, um, no, if you're going to start believing in God and stuff, and yeah. God's up there looking down like sort of a puppet master, yeah. it's the first thing he's going to look down and go, um, get over here quickly to one of the engineers of the earth. And the guy comes over and goes, what is He goes, snakes now, stop all the snakes talking. Like, that's not worked. That's that's a massive fuck up on my part. <laughs> like, the snakes, it, that's really, that's not happening. Get rid of the snakes chatting. Actually, from now on... Um, just bring me a list of different sounds that the animals can do. Like we've, yeah. What about this? Well, and, and then obviously because the snake's completely fucked him and fucked all his plans, he gives the snake the worst sound, which is a hiss. That might be one of the funniest things you've ever said. Just go. I'm really sorry, mate. <laughs> I've made the snakes talk. Absolutely. Look, my bad. Old man's up. It's an absolute fuck up. I'm so sorry. It's a here. You get, and also, you only get one opening, yeah. didn't you? you yeah, by the one. way, I had no idea that elephants were so fucking chatty. So we can take that away. That's my second move. What sound are we giving elephants? No, no, just, again, nothing really. Yeah, just, just, a, just a, yeah. a sound that implies that they used to fucking bang on. <laughs> just sort of an annoying kind of noise. You only get one, one, one run at the first couple. And he's absolutely fucking had a ricket with a, with a talk, talking snake. And that's why animals don't talk. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and that is Tom Davis's Book of the Bible. The Book of Tom. Uh, thank you very much for your email, Peregrine Falcon. one uh this is from the relaxed penguin wow hi sweet sweet souls the relaxed penguin here before i begin please see attached a link to a mug with a picture of romesh with tits mm. what i've included this for tom's pleasure perhaps the swan's pleasure too oh my god <laughs> what is it is it a picture of you and boobs yeah i'll share that on the instagram yeah, i will do do you want to see it hold on yeah yeah, yeah please um okay let me see if i can Oh my God! <laughs> Jesus Christ! You can get that on a mug. Yeah, it's called oh, Romesh Ranganathan with tits. Wow! It's, it's, Everyone, Google that. It's from a website called Footballers with Tits. Okay. Um, I would like to ask your opinion on family holidays. We have made the dreaded mistake of asking some family to join us on a holiday without having the basic foundations in place, date, location, etc. However, we have a dedicated WhatsApp group and running up and running. No date can be agreed, no location agreed, and we are now stuck. 
The issue for me is my partner cannot book ourselves and the kids another holiday out of fear of upsetting the other family members to jump in the gun without them. But it's been three months and nothing ever happens. How would you approach this with the family? We've tried in the past, but when we do, uh, they just say, let's book something in the next couple of days, but it never happens. They have young kids like us, and we know the kids will love it, but we're getting into spring and still nothing booked. Any advice? Thankfully, the relaxed penguin. P.S. Romish, I live in Stockport. Thank you for the big props in the past. P.P.S. Tom, I'm shocked after t Romish's going report of Stockport. Why have you not booked a date here on your tour? P.P.P.S. I have the pebble in our downstairs uh, WC and enjoyed appear explaining its origin story over Christmas. Take care. There you go. There's somebody that's told your story. Right. Uh, well, so, P.P.P.S. is there. Um, someone else is, yeah. Well done, Swan, on picking these very uh, linked emails. I mean, great work. Um, can I say that, um, <laughs> you know what you've got to do in this situation is just go and book it. I think you you start a conversation in your group and just saying, hi, guys, um, we need to organise our holiday due to work commitments or whatever. Like At work, they need to know when we're going, so we're going to book the holiday. Uh, to the, uh, we're going to book it tomorrow. Like this is That's almost like sets them a deadline. So they either jump on it or they don't. Look, I've, I've been in so many situations. Me and Catherine had it recently, actually, when we're, we were talking about going away with friends. And yeah. it was constantly just like you, no one, no one just, no one would make the commitment of when we go. So in the end, we were just like, you know what, we just we just went ahead and booked it and we booked something. And when we said in the group that we're in, that we're booking it, we've just booked a holiday. And literally, it was like everyone's sort of like, everyone's shoulders relaxed and they were like, Oh, good, because we didn't really want to go with, <laughs> go away with you anyway. Um, uh, but they're, um, yeah, I'd say get it done. Just say that you're doing it. The main thing is you have something to look forward to. You and your other half, your family. Um, you have a nice holiday. And I think it's very important in this day and age to have those cornerstones of your year marked out. When and, and I think, yeah, knowing that you're going away, knowing when you're going is really, really important. So get it done. Um... Great advice from Tommy D, as always. Really good advice, Tom. And can I take this opportunity on my birthday to say that I'm constantly uh, surprised uh, and delighted by the advice you deliver on this podcast. You really oh, are wow. a thank special, you. special thank person. You. So thank you so wow. much for, you. for I love you too. Being and can I also take this uh, opportunity to say I wish I could just hold you today, like for at least yeah, an hour? I would love that. I would love that. I would love to. My... I'd love to get in now and say to Lisa, look, I know you had. I know you had this birthday breakfast sorted out can we just put a pin in it because i have booked an hour's hug with my friend tom davis wow i wonder what a reaction would be probably fury um i yeah. i think uh i first of all the first mistake you made was agreeing to go on holiday with another family absolutely insane don't do it don't ever do it doesn't matter how close you are with the family don't ever do it guys don't do it and i know people get in touch and say oh but we you know we've been getting going on holiday for years it would still be better if you just went without them that's that's a, a fact. Okay, so just accept that. Uh, the other thing I would say is, uh, I agree with Tom. You need to get it booked. I have got a suggestion. I think you need to say to them, but assuming that you still want to go on holiday with them, which I'm assuming you do, you want to get it locked in. I would say something along the lines of, you have got to get something booked in, otherwise you're going to lose the holiday from work. Like you, you've got to, you've got to get it, you've got to get it booked. And you've got to book it off. And what you don't want to do is book the time off and then you end up doing nothing. So there's a deadline on it. Can they commit? And then if they say they can't, then you're great. And you go and do the holiday without them. And if they say they can, you get yourself your holiday sorted out. That would be my advice. Um, I hope that works. Right, Tom, we're going to have to do a slightly short, slightly shorter episode today. Well, what's your movements this week? Have you got any other time? So if we try to bring in another little one. Why are you doing, it on, the, why are you doing that on the podcast? Right, right well, well, we'll discuss after. I mean, it's a lot of pressure to put on you on your birthday. Do you celebrate for a week? No. Your birthday or... No, no, it's not, my, it's not my birthday week. I barely want to celebrate no, some today. Some people don't, oh, I've got friends that celebrate. <laughs> no, some people celebrate for a week. I've got friends who do. I'm not a big birthday guy, I've got to tell you. No, me neither. I like birthdays. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, cool. It's a nice day. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But Anyhow. what will happen is, is when the little G gets a bit older, it'll be, yeah. she'll want to celebrate daddy's birthday. That's what I've got with the kids. They, like, you know, they want to nice, do, they want to do a nice thing for the birthday. Oh, that's sweet. Well, I imagine they're inside now going, fucking hell, what does he want us to do? Oh, so we've got to pretend it's us that want to do it. Yeah. Because, he, because of fucking ego in there. Off doing this podcast. You know, he doesn't even plan it. He just like sits in there with his mate, and then they put it out. 
bunch of narcissists. Just, all I've got the picture is just like just Charlie at the end of the table, just sitting eating a bit of toast, just shaking his head, just so <laughs> disgusted he can't even say anything. Okay, hit it, yo. What's going on? In? What's going on? Listen, I think that life is full of moments, almost like the game Pass the Pass as a kid. Every now and again, you the music stops and you pull away a layer of sweet, sweet wrapping paper, hoping that the present that lies beneath layer after layer may come. What you don't realise is actually the anticipation of the present is sometimes bigger than the present itself. Thinking, is it going to be me or Peter, Graham or Liz? Who's going to be the person who's going to find the present? The excitement of that can sometimes be overbearing. But actually, that's what life's all about. It's sometimes about being prepared to unwrap the parcel that sits in front of you and just be confronted with more wrapping paper. Knowing that maybe the person after you or person three or four places down the line will eventually get the present. Enjoy just being able to hold the parcel and get in and go. Enjoy just getting the chance to unwrap. Thinking, you know what? It's not about the present. It's about the taking part. Smile. Be glad you're in company. And enjoy the small moments of just unwrapping a new day, a new moment, and thinking to yourself, you know what? I got it. That was absolutely beautiful. Well done, Tom. Thank you. What a birthday yeah. present. Thank you yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, because Charlie's just texted me saying we've got a game of Pass the Parcel. Why have you got so my eight-year-old <laughs> son's phone number? <laughs> We swapped it when we were playing FIFA. Uh, um, guys, I uh, was delving through some old R&B and I found a song by the pop R&B solsters, Damage. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And this song is a banger. It's called I'll Still Be Loving You. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, take care this of yourselves. It's a tune, by the way. Yeah, so. it is a tune. Uh, the video is hilarious, man. Have you seen the video? Yeah, but I, I know Jay a bit from... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Shout out, Jay. Uh, take care of yourselves and each other. See you next time. Bye-bye. Boom. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.